0: welcome back um we're the christmas chicas a podcast dedicated to made for tv christmas movies and i'm your host ariel i'm with my co-host jules hey there and today we are going to be reviewing sugar plum twist and a very merry bridesmaid before we jump into that jules how are you doing
1: I'm doing great. I survived a little thing with a treadmill, a little problem that I had. that A near-death situation. A near-death yeah, near, near experience, yeah.
0: I'm glad you're, you're, you're here import-
1: to tell tale. <laughs> yeah, right. But most importantly, it's your birthday. You are the birthday girl.
0: I am. <laughs> it's my 30th birthday, which is super exciting. And yeah, I had a really nice day. I worked from home. I didn't do a lot of working, but you know, if you if um you hear this and you work with me, you, you didn't hear this. <laughs> um, Shh, keep and the secret. Please. I watched um an old an old like Richard Gere movie called The First Night, I think it was called, where he plays Lancelot and he and um King Arthur is played by um by Sean Connery. Yes. So it was an interesting movie, and yeah, it was very calm. And I also watched Sugar Plum Twist earlier today, too, to get ready for the pod. So um, I am really interested to hear what you have to say about Sugar Plum Twist, and I'm sure yeah. you are curious about what I have to say about A Very Merry Bridesmaid, because you know how yeah, excited I am.
1: <laughs> because of our male lead.
0: <laughs> yeah, and this movie kind of came in late, too, like they announced it kind of later on. And I was super excited. Like I kind of bumped it up to the top of my most anticipated movie. So, yeah, I'm sure you're curious if it if it lived up to all of my expectations.
1: Very I'm almost it my fingers. I mean, eating <laughs> your, your nails. Nails.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's movie number 2. We're not we're going to cover that in a little bit. First, we're going to um, cover Sugar Plum Twist, which is a Hallmark Movies Now film. And it stars Jamie Gray Hyder and Hector Rivera. And here's a synopsis. After failing to get the coveted role of the Sugar Sugar Plum Fairy in this year's production of The Nutcracker, Viviana Serrano, an aspiring ballerina, joins forces with Natalia, a retiree from the New York ballet. As they work together with the help of the lighting designer Mateo, Natalia spends time with Vivi's big, loving Puerto Rican family and encourages Vivi to bring her Latin dance training to her ballet. Together they create a surprise repri- surprise reprise of the dance of the sugar plum fairy with a twist. All right, Jules. So, what was the verdict? What do you think about this
1: movie? Tune toon, tune, tune. I love this film. Yeah. So much. I have to say that this is not not spoiling. Well, I'm kind of spoiling it, but this is my very first number 5. Ah, like, okay. The-
0: <laughs> Very interesting. So for me, I feel yeah. like I kind of came in, I went into this movie blind. I was mm-hmm. aware of the cast and I was intrigued by the cast, but otherwise I was like, and also some of the Hallmark movies um, that they've done about ballet have not been the most interesting. So I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but I was open-minded and I think overall I like this movie quite a bit. So. That's- um, first, Interesting. what did you think about the chemistry between our two romantic leads, Matteo and Natalia?
1: Now, the chemistry itself, like, I'm, I have been having trouble with some of the couples we've watched in the latest movies. I feel like uh, in here, the problem that I had with the chemistry is that there wasn't really that much time for them to develop as a couple. Like uh, most of the emotional and uh, important stuff had to do with Natalia and Beavis' mm-hmm. uh, friendship. So while Matteo uh, was, I thought that they had decent chemistry, like it's believable, it's nice, they're mm-hmm. uh, like by the end of the movie, I'm rooting for them. Um, but I felt that baby and Justin had a little bit more spark than Mateo. Yeah. And, oh, I didn't like Justin. He yeah. was kind of
0: weird. <laughs> <laughs> but that's besides the yeah, point. He, he has was a small part. Random. so He was kind of like, yeah. I don't know. He had a lot of um, swagger to him. And it was yeah. like, he was, I think he was supposed to be like the New Yorican, like, bad bunny. You know, he loved yeah, <laughs> reggaeton. <yeah>. And,
1: like,
0: <laughs> like so. and yeah. he was like the cool guy. And, you know what I mean? It was... Um, mm-hmm. But and but I don't know he was an interesting character, but um, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I felt like Mateo and Natalia's romance was like an afterthought, mm-hmm. and I never got they never drew me in. I was never like excited when they were on screen together, and I kind of just zoned mm-hmm. out. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> um, I did like how supportive Mateo is. So I think written like his character yeah. is a sweet character. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like you said, there wasn't enough time to build a romance that you were invested in. And I was also much more in- interested in Natalia and Vivi's, like, mentorship and their friendship. I thought Me they were too. so sweet. They had, like, an instant kinship so, with each other. They saw each yeah. other and each other. <laughs> like, they... <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, Natalia was, like, seeing Vivi in her and Vivi was able to... <laughs> relate to Natalia and aspire to be more because she could see that someone like Natalia had had success before. So I really like that. I love that they shared a love of dance. And I love that scene where they're both freestyling in the studio together and they like show off their different styles. I adore that scene.
1: It was so cute. I think that was the moment where I thought like, this is probably on my top, top, of the top 10 uh because i felt like we haven't seen that type of uh sistership mm-hmm. or like si- sisterhood uh between characters that aren't related right I mean, like female characters in hallmark films are either their rivals love mm-hmm. rivals or they're like the mother and the daughter but right. there's never like a a big uh, or like a huge focus on their friendship and mm-hmm. I felt like this was so refreshing also knowing that they're both uh they both have uh, had to struggle like with bb we see her struggle uh with all the uh etiquette uh, mm-hmm. well not etiquette but like all the problems that come with privilege and how uh sometimes uh people of color have it really hard on uh places like uh even when it comes to the arts like it's normally white people
0: yeah i 100% love that that's one of my favorite that's mm-hmm. one of the things that i thought worked was like that this movie doesn't mm-hmm. come right out and say it but it is tackling the fact that mm-hmm. ballet like that world is very white and elitist
1: yes and
0: very. you i mean you have that dancer who gets the role of the sugar plum fairy and it's like she gets it mm-hmm. because she is privileged and she is what is about a, a ballerina is supposed to be or should be yeah. in the eyes of the director and so the whole movie yes. is about really challenging and breaking that mold and i thought that was a really nice message i really love that part because it does kind of it is kind of touching on like how race operates in that Mm -hmm. space in a very, like, subtle
1: way that I liked. Exactly. It's like, uh, there's, it's not on your face, like, oh, this is a, a problem. Like, it's the, just the subtlety that, in which they work with that. Um, I, I probably think that someone behind the scenes, like, uh, we don't have trivia this, this season, but I am, I'm pretty sure that someone, uh, on that writing team, had to go through that. Yeah. Or yeah. at least had.
0: Or was able saw to speak the, to that struggles. experience. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel because it felt realistic. It felt uh, fresh. It felt great, like real, mm-hmm. real, basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What else worked for you?
1: For me, I loved uh, all, everything that had to do with their identity like from the salsa mm-hmm. like the salsa moves everything uh seeing them make arroz con leche was pretty great mm-hmm. like i i was just like my my mouth was like, huh? like watery <laughs> all around and i thought that was that was great even the pino i think the pino the christmas tree mm-hmm. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, the I had. Sorry, like, no, you're fine. Um, um, had like the. I think it's the Dominican uh, flag. Was it or was it the Cuban I think it was flag? The I'm Puerto sorry, the Puerto Rican flag that they that had. The Puerto Rican mm-hmm. flag. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm terrible with flag. Like, no, even fine. my own flag. I, no. I, I. <laughs> well, I, I to I be fair,
0: <laughs> those flags are very similar, except for like a color <laughs> yeah. switch here and there. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't blame yeah, you.
1: they're very similar. <laughs> yeah, so that was great, like seeing their roots, even the fact that they were singing in Spanish, mm-hmm. because we we normally like I was full on expecting them when they were at the paranda mm-hmm. that they were gonna start singing Feliz Navidad because I'm so used to that's all we get, right? Singing,
0: uh, <laughs> it's like the yeah, most that's all we song, get. It's a uh, known song, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and Spanish, Spanglish. So mm-hmm. it was fantastic to see them sing something else. Right. Even the like, uh, like, like the ornaments, everything just spoke to me. Like, oh, this is a yeah. real Latina. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. I feel like this is like the Latinx representation we've been asking for from Hallmark yeah. for years, and. I mean, we got a little bit of it in the Christmas house. That was like a nice, mm-hmm. you know, we had that was like more than Hallmark had ever done before. And then, <laughs> yeah, the <that's> I, <laughs> I believe we had it with the playing Cupid, although I didn't see that. That that was some representation, and- some representation of yeah. culture there, um, mm-hmm. which was like an early 2021. Um, also, mm-hmm. I just realized that it was I was something I was hoping that we would see in Christmas CEO, but the movie was oh, so bad that yeah, I totally yeah. forgot that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we were just like, yeah, that that doesn't count. I totally <laughs> forgot the
0: part that like, you know, she just played like a very um, you know, basic character and they never really talked about her background mm-hmm. at all. So no, um, never. another reason why I don't like that movie. <laughs> 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 but um but yeah, it was just so nice to have this type of representation. Like you said, there was like the dancing. I love that there were so many people with accents. That makes me so happy. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we had um, Puerto Rican people who had v- a variety of complexions, which was nice too. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, like you said, there were people were singing in Spanish, but also the background songs, like the songs they licensed, were Spanish language Christmas songs. So that was super nice that they like went ahead and did like that extra bit um, to help. Um, and then the food. Um, the fact that people spoke Spanish like at least a sentence here and there as opposed to like what we got with um Jingle Bell Bride where oh, Tuli yeah, Gonzalo yeah. spoke like three se- three words. <laughs> that was like the <laughs> most we got. We were like, yay!
1: Like, they
0: were actually <laughs> speaking full sentences. Like that was yeah. all really, really nice. And like I, I also liked that they had like they had such a variety in terms of like b- making it not a monolith. So seeing like the different trends. So then you have like the, you have, like, the teenager who's making, like, reggaeton beats and, like, <laughs> that sound like Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was just really well done, I thought, and, like, very well-researched and very authentic, in my opinion. Very. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Something else I really liked was the ending performance. That it was, like, half ballet, half salsa. I
1: adored that.
0: It was I It was really, really good, did. I thought.
1: Yes. Very well choreographed and the music and and like even the way that people were look were like kind of dancing uh-huh. while she was also dancing. Was it wasn't really like, stupid. Everyone and was on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was like yeah. Yes. They I mean the, yeah, the all the actors did a great job of like it just was a great performance and I loved that it reminded me a little bit of like Save the Last Dance with um mm-hmm julia Stiles, and then have you seen that movie
1: i think i have she's about like, ba- basically I, I she's remember. like a
0: ballet she's like a ballet mm-hmm. dancer and then she ends up going to this um school and it's like majority black students and then she falls in love with a, a <laughs> black student and then he teaches her hip-hop <laughs> dance and then she <laughs> is it all coming back to you now <laughs>
1: i think i yeah.
0: i watched it I and then probably... in the end she ends up her her like audition for juilliard is like a fusion of like uh-huh. hip-hop moves and ballet moves or whatever <laughs> and people make fun of like... it now but it was like a, a big favorite for a long time so there's that one and then so it reminded me of that and then it also reminded me of center stage because of the all red that she wears um i mm-hmm. love that movie too so it was like i felt like it gave me a bit of vibes of Two of my favorite ballet movies, so I really like that too.
1: Yeah, it also like uh, it kind of reminded me of Christmas waltz from last uh, last uh, Christmas mm-hmm. in a way, like maybe just the performances and the way that they were showing, like, they were showing the background of like the uh, the the big uh, nutcracker uh, presentation, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and we saw that with uh, Christmas Waltz when they were like preparing, dancing, and how mm-hmm. they knew the moves, and also like the last part where where it, this is like the the surprise performance. Like I was expecting in the last part when when the white white uh, ballerina said like they am i only going to perform in one uh one of our presentations i was full on expecting oh they're going to bring uh Vivi mm-hmm. back and she's going to be like so pissed and but no it didn't go that way Right. they gave her her own space and i thought that it was really great yeah 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 i thought
0: yeah it was yeah. like this additional it was like instead of me conforming to this to this classic Role. Dance. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring something new to the space, which I guess I think it's been the me- I mean is the message the whole movie is like, don't mm-hmm. don't try to hide or blend in. You need to stand out, and that's how you exactly. people see you. So yeah,
1: I like that too. Mm-hmm. Anything else that worked for you? Um, there was this moment with uh, Vivian Justin when they introduced Justin that that. Uh, I, I think Bibi was dancing mm-hmm. and and he says like I heard you got some moves and then we see the face of the dad and it, Oh it's yeah like, and they're like what?
0: what? <laughs>
1: they all, they all <laughs> what it was did a scratch moment,
0: like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, excuse me. <laughs> what I do you want that was
0: so funny? That was really funny. They're like, What do you want to know about her moves for? <laughs> 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 they all yeah, like, like, like stopped what they were doing <laughs> and, and just stop and stare and like and he was like, like oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was quite forward. He was into EVV, which was interesting. (laughs) Yeah. He was kind of giving player vibes a little bit, but...
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: He was, I mean, he was sweet enough. He made the music for her, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um, Anything that didn't work for you? Besides what we've already talked Um, about.
1: That both of the love interests, we barely knew about them. Like with Mateo we didn't know much about mm-hmm. his background. I felt like he was more of a supporting character than the usual that we're used to, like, having our male lead and our female lead or, uh, like, the the normal structure. Like, I, I appreciated that the the most important part of this movie was uh, Natalia and Bibi's relationship, mm-hmm. but also I feel like we could have developed Mateo a little bit more and I feel like that way the audience would have been like, oh yeah, I'm totally gonna support this co- this two as a couple. Um, mm-hmm. And I we could say the same with Justin, but I feel like uh, Justin did a little bit more for, for Bibi than than uh, Matteo did for Natalia. I mean, right. the only one, the only moment that I really appreciated with Matteo was when he stood for her, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like, uh, uh, like he didn't in in Christmas CEO we saw like the toxic masculinity mm-hmm. of of being like, I know you, I know who you are, and this is who you are and and you're you you think you know who you are but you're <laughs> you Right, don't know. right. And in here and in here it's more like he knows that uh Natalia can like like she can defend herself. But he ha- like he just wants to help. He just wants to be there for her. Or he wants to say like hey this was my idea. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And, um and I really appreciated that because it's like uh, goes against the usual stereotype of the Latino men who are like super mm-hmm. masculine, macho type of way. And I felt like uh, Mateo was really sweet in that sense. And yeah. I really appreciated that.
0: I mean, I think that's what I liked about the second movie we'll be reviewing is that like he was mm-hmm. most interested in her being seen. Like that was his biggest concern was like he saw yeah. how talented she was, how hard she worked. And it was frustrating yeah. for him, for her to not, for nobody else to see it and for her to be overlooked in that way. So that was really sweet of Mateo. I agree.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: um, And I also think just like individually, the actors are enjoyable, mm-hmm. which is frustrating mm-hmm. too, because I think <laughs> Hector Rivera was good. And,
1: yeah, <laughs> and so was, was. Jamie Gray Heider.
0: It's just like the mm-hmm. the writing wasn't there for the romance at all. so yeah that's also what didn't work for me you know i need a strong romance plot for any movie in fact Mm -hmm. movie could be really bad but if the romance is good i'll overlook it so (laughs) yeah this was like the one thing that was really missing for me but otherwise i I did like it um so yeah what is your any other thoughts that you have actually uh nope that's that's it okay got. so what's your rewatchability score for this one out of five
1: well, I just spoiled it yeah. <laughs> before we started that it's a five out of five. Awesome. I love this film. Uh, uh, one thing that I didn't mention before, I-, I mentioned that to you, but I was in a production of The Nutcracker when I was like nine. Mm-hmm. So I had like a very emotional, uh, like flashback to that moment, to when I ma- I played a snowflake. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs>
0: yeah well you don't know this about me but i also went to a ballet class and i screamed for the entire time and I, they never welcomed me back <laughs> i love that so I that's my it. ballet story <laughs> <laughs> i just screamed for hours and they're like she should stay home so yeah <laughs> oh my god introvert since birth anyway
1: <laughs> I love um,
0: yeah, for me, I would say my rewatchability score out of five would be a 3.5. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, it's just the lack of romance that really saddens me.
1: Yeah, Although yeah. if the
0: romance was better, I would probably give it a four. Mm-hmm. But as it stands, that's my score. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, um, I would definitely still recommend this movie to others. I thought it was really sweet. And I hope others watch it if they are if they do hear this.
1: Oh, yeah. They're going to play it on Hallmark Channel, I think. Good. Okay. Awesome. So um, we will be right back
0: after this break with another movie. All right, welcome back. Uh, We are about to talk about uh, A Very Merry Bridesmaid, which is a Hallmark movie starring Emily Osment and Casey Dietrich. And Jules, why don't you go ahead and read us the summary for this.
1: Leah's 30th birthday is Christmas Eve, but this milestone takes a backseat when her future sister-in-law claims Christmas Eve for her wedding and asks Leah to be one of the bridesmaids. But the return of Leah's childhood crush, Drew, may be exactly what she needs to push her to the forefront of the overlapping festivities and determining a new direction in her life.
0: All right. So, Jules, what are your thoughts? What was... How did this meet your expectations?
1: Uh, Well, I loved it. Yeah? (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, I did. I... Love the chemistry between uh, Casey and Emily. I love the story. I love the tropes that they used, which are some of my favorite in books. Uh, uh, especially like the, like I I don't feel that way towards any of my friends' brothers, but I like right. reading about it. Yeah, that's so a good trope: like,
0: their brother's best friend yeah, and the boy next door. Yeah.
1: And the boy Grade next door. A it's like, <laughs> hmm and it's like it with other actors. I feel like it wouldn't work as well as it did in this movie. He's I feel like so they... dreamy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is I'm just very sitting dreamy. here with my head in my hands like, ah. <laughs> She's thirsty. She is. Thirsty. I know. Let me, let me sip my tea. <laughs> yeah. So it's like they they had such great chemistry but also the fact that he was such a gentleman to mm-hmm. her he was always like looking out for her thinking about what she needed and i felt like she like she's a caregiver and the fact that someone is taking care of her made me really emotional because mm-hmm. i'm like oh my god how many times have we seen this in like in real life or, in movies of people who like just try to do that for others and and sometimes it's not seen or not uh like they they don't appreciate it right and and in here we have someone who's actually looking for looking for her, mm-hmm. and I really, really like that, yeah.
0: So um, I'm just gonna get this out of the way so that I'm not thirsting after okay. them for the rest of the podcast, but
1: okay. um,
0: I have a massive crush on KCd Drake Jules knows this. <laughs> I talk about <laughs> yeah, it a lot. I know and I, do, um, I, do. I also have a massive crush on Emily Osmet. so <laughs> when I what I experienced during this movie was the definition of bi panic. I was like, oh my God, they're so attractive. <laughs> but um that was i mean i'm fans of both of them so i was really excited by this pairing um and i had really high expectations for this movie but ultimately i don't think the movie lived up to my expectations um there was um i really feel like they could have done more with better material
1: yeah definitely i feel like they
0: deserve a better movie i think
1: I agree. Uh, I think that's mostly because it didn't feel like a Christmas movie. It felt like it took place in near Christmas, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like we were doing like this. Felt like a mixture of Winterfest and the wedding movies they used to do yeah. a couple of years back. Like I don't know. Like that was one of my cons that I didn't feel the Christmas spirit like it was mostly their chemistry and the the tropes that were used right. that really brought me brought it to me.
0: Yeah, I mean for me that was the most frustrating part of the movie is that like I it's a Hallmark channel movie which is supposed mm-hmm. to signal a specific type of movie. Which is something yeah. that's fun and lighthearted and flirty. And then the more mm-hmm. Heavy or serious films, or ones that you know cover um, some really deep topics, those go to movies and mysteries. And I felt like this was a movies and mysteries type of film. Like, both, it was, both it of was. these characters are really sad people, <laughs> like, they're both yeah. <laughs> gloomy and existential, they don't know what to do with their lives. She's thinking about how she travels, she, she's never had a chance to travel, and she's stuck at home, and she isn't fulfilling her potential. And then he's over here, like, I have no family.
1: My parents were about to divorce or something. Yeah, like, like he's a he said very that his parents, isolated yeah. person. Like he
0: has no connections besides Leah's family. So it's like this, these two people are so, um, they're struggling. They're gloomy people. And it's like they are missing a lot out of each other. But I mean, what they're missing is each other, which is like a sweet thing. Mm-hmm. But not the type mm-hmm. of movie and romance that I was expecting out of this one. And yeah. I feel like I was misled by the Hallmark Channel. Trailer. No, right. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Though the, yeah, trailer the trailer didn't give it... us much information either. And I think it's because not much happens in this movie.
1: Yeah. It it's doesn't... a lot of
0: talking and planning. And a
1: lot of organizing. Yeah. yeah it's it's a party planning or, uh, movie. So we knew what we were going. Or, or Well, at least I, I thought like. They they usually have certain beats for the organized. The. Uh, the event mm-hmm. thing. And this was just organized the wedding. Right. So, yeah.
0: But let me talk a little bit more about Emily and Casey's chemistry. Because I do agree with you okay. that it's really nice. <laughs> it's a really great chemistry. And they were mm-hmm. amazing together. And it's I think it's because both of them individually are just really good actors. Like, they they are. work pretty regularly. Like, he's on um, In the Dark, on CW. Um, she just was part of a, she led a sitcom for years on, on Freeform. And then she was on the Netflix sitcom this year. Like they're both working actors. Like they have both reasonable success. And so I think because they're good actors, they're able to make any dialogue work and feel organic and natural. So it was just like, I think that worked in the movie's favor that these actors knew how to pull off anything really, um, And I think it was their chemistry that really made the movie watchable for me and the sweetness between them. Um, But I know that they're both so good at drama and they're both good with comedic timing. And Emily especially is super funny. So I was really looking forward to like a more fun and flirty movie. So that's what frustrated me, I guess. I was like, oh, this is not what I hoped for. And I know that they could make a really really good movie together and I don't know if it will be a chance for them to work together again so I was like this is kind of disappointing
1: yeah I agree maybe I would ask for a writer like Joa Blotkin the writer yeah behind, uh, Love in Store I feel like that writing with this couple would have been fantastic that would have been a dream um, yeah <laughs> I'm it, so it sad <sighs> uh, yeah, but I agree with you. Uh, it was it went dark. Like some of the stuff that uh, Drew said uh, about his past, like in here, like as opposed to Sugar Plum Twist, we get to know Drew a lot, like through uh, through Leah, but also like he explains it to us, and we see it, and we see that. Sadness and it's really, really like emotional, mm-hmm. especially like, oh my god, that moment when when they kiss under the mistletoe that somebody put mm-hmm. out there, and he's the one to say, I can't. Mm-hmm. That was like whoa. the angst. <laughs> I was, yeah, the, the angst that, yeah, that, I think that might be the reason why I'm so like. I like this movie so much because I love angst. I yeah, I love. I mean, that's all what the brothers' best
0: thing, friend trope yeah. is all about. Is that angst of like, yeah. it's kind of a forbidden, like you can't cross that line, and uh-huh. yeah, that sort of yearning for each other. That's like, and they end up both end up having had feelings for each other for a very long time. We think it's one sided up until yeah. the very end, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that sort of like. Un- that sort of unspoken pining between them where they're both, like, too afraid to make mm-hmm. that next step forward and they don't know mm-hmm. what to do about it. So, yeah, I agree. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the the boy next door and, like, the brother's best friend trope because it allows the characters to be really familiar with each other and to feel really comfortable with yeah. each other. So, um you can see that they have this sort of existing trust and history with each other, which I really enjoy. and I think it makes mm-hmm. the romance feel um deeper and more real. So I think that added to the movie a lot too.
1: I agree. Yeah. And also, can we talk about the fact that we got a queer relationship? We did. In the movie? Yeah, and it was really appreciated because the characters actually had lines. Like they were not just the couple that we see on the background just kissing or something. Like they actually had character development, or at least we knew who they were. Right. So that was really appreciated.
0: I like that the sister in law was Asian, although I do feel like it kind of played into like the aloof um, stereotype Mm -hmm. where it's like they're very put together and sort of like hard to connect with. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that was kind of frustrating for me throughout the movie is like, they spend so much time on the wedding and Mm -hmm. um, I really never cared about the brother and the fiance, especially because Julia comes off Mm -hmm. as someone who's not close with the family. And Leah even makes a comment where she's like, Oh, Paul doesn't really tell me any things now that he's with Julia. So it's like, is she coming between the brother and his the family? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was like, I mean, they bond a little bit by the end, but it was like, I don't know. I kind of wish that she had been incorporated into the family more and and had opened up more and there was like more story there. Because mm-hmm. by the end, I was like, and I really don't care if they're happy or not. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of selfish. The fact,
1: yeah. The fact that, that she couldn't move her wedding to another date that wasn't like uh Leah's birthday right. I feel like when you didn't get the dress you could have easily said okay we're not doing it in, on Christmas Eve we can do it maybe next week or something and, and it felt like I, I think that was the reason why I had a hard time connecting with the family because I was like are they going to forget about her birthday throughout the whole movie? Like, just move with Drew, Leah. Move yeah, Drew. yeah, yeah. Just leave like, them behind. Just forget it. Forget <laughs> about your family. Just go. <laughs> I agree. <quickly. laughs> yeah. I also
0: felt like, okay, like the the surprise at the end of the wedding, it was like, I still would have been mm-hmm. pissed. I've been like, okay, but now it's your, an- your wedding anniversary every Christmas Eve.
1: Right. So you still
0: stole my birthday like you couldn't have picked any other
1: day. I know. And also like that that moment where she's like uh where she says happy birthday to me, I was like really sad. I was like, Oh my god. I know. Leah, you <laughs> you deserve better.
0: Poor girl. She's already sharing it with Christmas and now she has to share it with her brother's mm-hmm. wedding anniversary. It's like how many things are gonna pile up on this girl's birthday? Right? <sighs> Poor Leah. Yeah. Um
1: mm-hmm anything else that didn't work for you um well I just mentioned it the fact that uh it didn't feel like a Christmas film it felt more more like a winter mm-hmm. fest film like um, aside from the Christmas Eve factor I I didn't feel right anything uh, if I was really specific I'd say the fact that when they were Uh, watching the football football game it was obviously a stock video like Uh a photo (laughs) video (laughs) instead of like putting I don't know some random game on game yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was really weird I was like this is so fake but yeah. yeah and yeah that that's about it also how do you feel about this movie happening on like Leah's 30th birthday, just when you're getting your... It really gave (laughs) me complex
0: because I don't see my 30th birthday as like this milestone that I have to then compare all of my (laughs) (laughs) accomplishments to. I was like, Leah, calm down. It's not that serious. It's just a birthday.
1: Yeah, I was the same like a couple of months back. I I was like, everyone was like, oh, so what are you going to do on your birthday? Or this is like a big thing and i was like i don't know it's just a birthday
0: yeah i <laughs> like, mean i just don't feel like 30 it. is the existential crisis is like the midlife crisis stage right? like you've we've got a few years off from that so yeah i don't know why she was reevaluating her life this way i mean it's good that she did because mm-hmm. she made some chances but it's like you could do that every new year it didn't or you know any time of the new year, year yeah. really <laughs> so yeah i don't know that was, uh, that was a bit much in my opinion, to be honest. <laughs> also, there was the, the idea of her not traveling because of her dad also felt a little overblown and didn't make sense to me because it's not like he is – like, he got ill, which is a cause for concern. But then to never leave the state after that again, it's like yeah. – it's not like he's alone. He's not of an age where you would be very concerned about it. And he has mm-hmm. a wife who's also Mm -hmm. healthy, and a grown son. It's not like if she was gone, he would have nobody to take care of him or look out for him. So her concern just seemed kind of like unwarranted, to be honest.
1: I feel like that would have been solved if we had Leah believe that she has some kind of curse Mm -hmm. That makes everything around her Uh uh, happen, (laughs) like, go bad if she does something that doesn't go, like... Right.
0: Something that would explain her superstition that she's just so nervous. Like, the second she leaves the country, her father's going to have another heart attack. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. So that didn't make much sense to me. I did, though, like the Mm -hmm. ending um, Mm -hmm. where, like, she actually signs up to go to Peru and it's like one of the first Christmas movies we see where it's like instead of her feeling like what's good for her is to come home and to be near her family, it's actually to gain her independence and go after an adventure. And that her love interest is like willing to go anywhere that she wants to go.
1: I know. So sweet. She was so perfect he like, is. I think this is the the perfect guy in <laughs> like someone who's just there to support you. Well, you, you know, it's my looks perfect like, guy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's your perfect guy. You already.
0: I've told you many
1: times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, any other thoughts? No, I think that's it. Okay, so what would you give this for rewatchability out of five?
1: For rewatchability, I give it a 4.9. So it's almost there. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I did torn. like it
0: a lot. You're torn. Yeah, I How don't know so- what to give this. Because, like I said, there's parts of the movie... I think I'm just so hung up on what the movie wasn't that I can't appreciate mm-hmm. what the movie was, <laughs> I <No>. guess. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to give this a 3.5, too. Like um, 3. Sugar 5. Plum Twist, It was enjoyable. I would mm-hmm. recommend it. But... I don't know if I would keep going back to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All righty. Okay, Jules. Well, that was A Very Merry Bridesmaid. Um, and before we end the podcast, how are you feeling about the holiday movie season now that we've watched two more movies?
1: Well, two and the ones that we live-tweeted. Right,
0: and the many movies we watched <laughs> in between.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm really liking... Uh, Especially these two last movies that we that we caught I thought that they had great uh performances, good cast. maybe the script had a couple of things that could have been fixed, but essentially i I really enjoyed it, especially compared to last <laughs> last week's. I feel like that was uh, a mess yeah that that wasn't I feel like that might be our Worst, worst week. week. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all up from there. Yeah. Yeah, everything's all up from there. And also uh Lifetime is giving us some good movies too. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think Lifetime, I mean other podcasts would very strongly disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> yeah. But I think that Hallmark <laughs> has been creating stronger movies for Hallmark standards. Mm -hmm. knowing what we expect from homework, they're definitely upping their game but i would say overall there's for every movie that i've watched i've never been there haven't been a lot where i've been very satisfied there's always been something that prevents it from coming all the way together for me so Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of movies where the chemistry is really strong um, but the script and the story is bumpy like here, yeah,
1: great.
0: like Very Merry Bridesmaid, mm-hmm. I also think Eight Gifts of Hanukkah had amazing chemistry and the story was kind of like, what the hell, a little, sometimes. <laughs> so there's things <laughs> like, like yeah, that uh, where it's like, okay, the actors are really great and they're not, and the movie is not doing the actors justice. Or they are upping the comedy in their films mm-hmm. and the romance is falling.
1: Yeah, that that's something that I've been noticing. like. They're they're trying to make this like more calm than rom, which is appreciated because we want to laugh and have fun. But at the same time, like we're expecting this level of romance that we got on seasons past mm-hmm. or movies past. Just uh, last year, we had a couple that were really romantic, and here I feel like uh, maybe it's because of the COVID restrictions that they don't get to have like as many moments like maybe. together like we. G- we've gotten more kisses like just not just at the end but like throughout Mm -hmm. yeah throughout the movie um but at the same time i feel like sometimes these characters don't have much of a connection like a Mm -hmm. romantic connection they're just Two, two people together, together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and not necessarily in a romantic Falling way. in
0: love, it doesn't feel like, until yeah. the end when they kiss, and you're like, I guess they like each other. <laughs> and yeah, I think like, Hallmark uh-huh. needs to, I like that Hallmark is obviously pushing itself, and they just need to find the right balance where it's like, it's giving us comedy, it's giving us humor, and it's giving us romance, and it's giving us, you know, a love story that we can root for. So I, I agree, actually I feel like I'm getting that more from the Lifetime movies.
1: I definitely feel so like you already know that my favorite movie of lifetime this this year is like like this super tropey movie. Uh-huh. Uh yeah. <laughs> like a uh, Christmas village romance. Mm-hmm. I liked it because it was romantic, like super romantic and super uh tropey and it had like every element that I wanted. Yeah. And I feel
0: every like- one of these Lifetime movies I've seen, I've gone in expecting absolutely nothing because they're lower budget. Mm-hmm. A lot of these actors are mm-hmm. lesser known. Like I've never seen them in anything. And then as okay. I'm watching it, it's making me chuckle. It's got really cute moments. And yeah. it's just, and it's, and I think generally the Lifetime movies give more romance.
1: I agree. I agree. And also, like, they can go a little bit spicier. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Netflix, too, like, on the Castle for Christmas, we actually got a, like, subtle, uh, I don't know. Castle for Christmas,
0: we got, like, a closed-door love scene.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. Like, I was expecting Christmas Prince type of... Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Romance, and then we got this, and I and it was really appreciated because we got that connection from those characters. Right. So it was like it made sense, and I feel like Lifetime kind of goes there with their with their relationships, and Hallmark can't because there's still like the the trope that oh, this has to be like cute and uh very light, not necessarily. But they can
0: build that tension and that heat. It can just come in the yeah. form of something else. I think that's what Terry Hatcher and James Denton had in Kiss Before yeah. Christmas, where it's like, you felt that mag- like that they were drawn to each Magnetism. other. Magnetism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So I think that it's possible, even if the heat isn't really there.
1: Or like, we, what we got with Marcel Nichols and Paul Green. Like, we didn't that like that movie, charts. but... <laughs> But yeah, there was some heat in there. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So, I don't know. I think I think if um if you haven't tried some of the Lifetime movies to give them a shot and just have a discerning mm-hmm. eye, you just have to get used to get you have to read the cues of what is a good and bad Lifetime movie. <laughs> I think yeah. because last year we watched a ton of bad Lifetime movies for their first season that we are now able to identify when something is bad and when something is likely to be decent, so.
1: <laughs> I agree. Last year was just, Lifetime had some very low lows, like, they, somewhere unwatchable even. Right. And I feel like this year it's not as bad. It's kind of like, even the movies that you didn't like, you're kind of like, oh, I didn't waste my time. hmm <laughs> And, and I, I appreciate that a yeah, lot. Absolutely.
0: So yeah. So that's how I'm feeling right now. We'll see if Hallmark pulls pulls to the front in the next few weeks with some of their movies. Um, but we <laughs> do also have some Lifetime movies and some movies from other networks that we'll be reviewing. Um, so keep an eye out for those. Um, next week, the movies we'll be reviewing are boyfriend of boyfriends, plural, of Christmas Past and A Dickens of a Holiday, and I'm really excited to review both these movies
1: <laughs> yeah jules this is our this is
0: our charles dickens themed um week right
1: week yeah right <laughs> i didn't notice until now like oh my god you, what do you mean you didn't notice charles, it was your idea i was yeah right oh oh my god i'm sorry it your idea together I forget about You're like, what? What? The, what?
0: <laughs> the, the who? <laughs> it's our, ch- it's yeah. <laughs> from the brainchild. This is the brainchild of Jewel that she doesn't remember. <laughs> but it's our Charles Dickens week. So we have Boyfriends of Christmas Pass and the Dickens of a Holiday. But a Dickens of a Holiday. Mm-hmm. I saw a trailer with um, Chris Palaha on the roof of a car being blown away. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't the, know what we're going to the- get,
0: but I'm really excited for that one.
1: I'm waiting for a special effects. I'm waiting for, like... We've seen a lot of CGI snow this season. Mm-hmm. So we might get some more of that. Yeah, Maybe some aging thing since he's gonna play oh. Scrooge. Uh-huh. Maybe. Uh, we we don't know. Interesting. And with Boyfriends of Christmas Past, that's what I kind of imagine. Like, maybe we'll get some magic in there. Oh, okay. Um, who knows? Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, that's
0: our episode for today. Please share and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like, because it helps people find us. Please. Yes. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Christmas Chicas. We do live tweets um, pretty regularly. We'll be live tweeting this weekend on the 10th, I believe.
1: 10th. Yeah. yeah. December 10th. The second, the second Sister Swap movie we... Love the first one.
0: Yes. Oh well,
1: it was on the on the good side of of uh, Hallmark. Yes. Like, that one and every like, oh, I I forgot the name, but every time a bell rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So we just re- we yeah we just live tweeted those. So we'll be live tweeting again this weekend and um throughout the rest of December. So you can always um, check out some of our opinions there. And then we also post our podcasts on Twitter. So if you want to find out exactly when we um, post a new episode, feel free to follow us there. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week.
1: Bye.